Kev. I was trying my best to spend some time with my big fox, but she was really out of it. The woman who had died during the heist had made her look at everything from a different point of view. I, on the other hand, was all the way turned up. Pop had connects for everything, and I do mean everything out in Vegas. With one phone call, I had some purple haze delivered to my suite and a VIP voucher for any club that I wanted to hit up. Standing on the balcony and smoking while looking out at the Vegas skyline, I felt like I was on top of the world. I felt like I was living out the dream of every hustler. I had come all the way from the track to being on major rap tours to being posted up in a $2,000 a night suite waiting on a million dollars. My life was like a movie. And it was all because Pop had recruited me to be a member of the Gallardo gang. He had changed my life in a way that I never imagined possible. As I blew a few rings of smoke into the Las Vegas night sky, I heard a knock on the front door of my suite. Slowly, I ashed out my blunt and headed to see who it was. What's up? Said Asia as she strolled into my room. Asia had on a Burberry bikini with a mesh cover-up on over it. She had just come from the pool and had stopped off to get a bite to eat. Ain't shit, just relaxing, getting high, I replied. Asia strolled in and sat down on the corner of my bed, making herself comfortable. Y'all think Pop trying to play us? I'm saying, this nigga got all the jewelry. He got us flying to the other side of the country. He could get that money, move out of that house, and disappear on us. We don't even know his real name, so ain't no way for us to find him. We might have put in all that work for nothing, and he played us like suckers. Nah, that nigga wouldn't try no fuckboy shit like that. Plus, you seen his house. He ain't moving out of there. This shit is like a palace. You right. I damn sure felt like a queen laying up in that big-ass bed last night. So what you gonna get into tonight? Everybody on Twitter talking about some party at rehab. That was supposed to be out there. I probably ain't doing nothing. I'm a little jet-lagged from the flight with the time change and all. Asia stood up and walked around the room looking through some of the stuff that I had sitting out, including my iPod and a copy of XXL Magazine with Rick Ross and Meek Mill on the cover. Asia laughed, then turned around so that we were face to face. Look, fuck all the small talk. What's really good with you? Uh, what you mean, Asia, I asked. Asia walked up to me so that her chest was pressed right up against me. Then she reached down and grabbed the front of my shorts. That's what I mean. Asia let her tongue linger on the edge of my earlobe and blew a deep, sexy breath into my ear. She wasn't playing, and now it was completely obvious just why she had brought her ass to my room. She rubbed my manhood even harder than before, and instantly I was standing at attention about to poke straight through my Nike jogging shorts. Asia walked me back down to my bed and then gently shoved me so that I fell onto my back. She slipped off her cover-up and the top half of her bikini. Her nipples were already aroused, and the look on her face let me know that she was down for whatever. Asia. See, the problem with being a boss bitch is that it was hard to find niggas on my level. I wasn't just trying to let some random ass regular nigga get into my pussy. I was attracted to fly, young, rich niggas. I absolutely hated Kev's ATL swag. But I knew that he was about his business. Seeing him whip his gun out on that white boy when we had done the heist was a complete turn on. Plus, it didn't take much to tell that he was fucking the shit out of that bitch Fox. And I didn't like Fox's ass at all. She was just a little simple country bitch, but she acted like her shit didn't stink. Since we were the two female members of the Galato gang of South Carolina, we should have been close. 
but she rarely even said anything to me. That pissed me off in a major way. Fox wasn't a thorough bitch like I was anyway. She had frozen up during the heist and had almost blown it for everyone. Then she acted like she was too good to toast it up with us when we were at Pop's house. Even on the jet to Vegas, all she did was look out the window and stare at the sky. It was obvious to me that Fox thought she was better than me. If I put this platinum pussy on her nigga Kev, I knew that would bring her stuck-up ass back down to earth. As I felt his dick bulging through his shorts, I could tell he was working with something. I slid Kev's white tee off, which revealed the dozens of tattoos that covered his athletic frame. I didn't really let niggas kiss me on the lips, but I licked the side of Kev's neck and went all the way down to his chest. Anytime I did that move on a man, it was guaranteed to drive him crazy. Kev was no exception. Just when I thought his dick couldn't get any harder, I felt it stick up some more and put me right between my thighs. Damn, you ready for this pussy, huh? I said. I slid my bikini bottoms to the side and positioned myself directly on top of Kev. Hold on. What's the matter? Look, you sexy as shit, but I ain't trying to go that route with you, shawty. What? Why? Did this nigga have the audacity to turn me down? I was in shock. I had never in my 24 years on God's green earth been rejected by a man. I got any nigga I wanted. Who the fuck was this country ass nigga to tell me he wasn't trying to fuck? What the fuck is so complicated? Your dick is hard and my pussy is wet. Stick it in. Nah, I can't even do that right now. I was sitting on the bed, looking like a pure fool. I guess I had found the last faithful man in the world. Just my luck. He was so into this fox hoe that he didn't want to cheat. Well, ain't you special, I said sarcastically. Come on now, don't be upset. Nigga, fuck you with your corny ass, I said as I put my bikini cover up back on. Kev laughed and then responded. I wasn't corny when you was trying to give me that ass though, was I? Ugh, this nigga had me tight. Not only had he rejected me, but now he was talking shit. He was really trying to play me. You crab-ass nigga, you probably couldn't have handled me anyway, was the only comeback I could muster up with my pride hurting like hell. Look, there go like five niggas walking down the strip right there. Maybe one of them want that funky pussy. If you hurry downstairs, maybe you could catch him. This dude was so disrespectful, I couldn't even think of anything to say. So I grabbed the glass off the sink and hurled it in his direction. The glass missed him and smashed onto the wall, which only made him laugh even harder at me. Kev was most certainly laughing now, but I made sure that eventually, I would get the last laugh. Believe that. Dominic. I was quickly learning why Las Vegas was known as Sin City. Everywhere I looked, there were scantily clad women, most of them drunk and ready to party, and more. I had never really been much of a ladies' man. I was always more focused on my money. Seeing the things that were taking place in Las Vegas had me ready to change my ways, though. Pop had already told me that if I needed access to anything, to just give him a call. What I needed access to was a woman. After talking with Pop, he assured me that my request would be fulfilled before the day was out. And he wasn't lying. I hopped up from my bed and headed over towards the door, nervous and excited at the same time. I'm spicy. Spicy was hands down, unquestionably, without a doubt, flawless. She looked like a Latina goddess who had stepped down from her position in heaven. The first thing that I noticed about her was the long red hair. Spicy was a natural brunette and had a very fair complexion. She was short, but her body had more curves than a Formula One racetrack. 
Her chest was about to bust out the top of the dress that she was wearing, and she was so confident that it didn't bother her one bit. From the way that Spicy talked, walked, and carried herself, every bit of her oozed pure sexuality. Bob told me you needed some special attention. I was still in awe of the woman standing in front of me. I could barely pick my jaw up off the ground. You are Dominic, right? I nodded my head. Yes, it would be a few seconds before I could bring myself to speak to the gorgeous creature that stood before me. Spicy made her way into the suite, which I had no problem with. As she walked past me, I couldn't help but watch her butt jiggle in her tight cotton white dress. It shook from side to side with each step that she took, almost like how a hypnotist moved a small clock back and forth when he was putting his targets to sleep. In fact, watching Spicy's walk had nearly hypnotized me. Spicy was so thick that she was almost off balance when she moved, yet she swayed with a perfect rhythm. It was hard to explain, but she had a sort of graceful awkwardness in her motions that had me captivated right away. You are very handsome and tall. I love tall men. Are you a basketball player? Spicy spoke in a broken type of English and had a strong Brazilian accent. She pronounced her wise like J's and I loved it. No, I'm not a basketball player. Well, you must have a good job. This room is beautiful. Thank you. Can I get you something to drink? Do you have any rum? Uh, no. I don't really drink. After the hangover that I had recently gotten over, drinking more liquor was the last thing I wanted to do. Oh, it's okay. I just have water. I made my way over to the fridge and got Spicy a bottle of Aquafina. Even the way that she opened the bottle and took it into her lips was turning me on. Spicy looked like she knew how to use her mouth very, very well, and I wanted to experience it firsthand. 